Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One of the moments that sealed the deal was training together on Christmas Eve morning at 8am in a car park in Peckham. Cold, dark, an all-round bleak time for everyone. Looking back, I don't know how we did it. But also, it's when all the barriers came down. We'd fling a kettlebell around and get stuck into some deep chats. Particularly how lockdown reminded us of those early newborn years, where though we hadn't been friends, we'd had a remarkably kindred experiences. The loss of identity, pressure on relationships, career changes and a tough time navigating our post-baby bodies. The body stuff for me is a real common ground. Many years lost to diet culture, thinking the key to happiness lay in a smaller body. Something I first realised when one or other of us took a post-workout picture of us. You looked at it and immediately started picking yourself apart. While the person I was seeing in front of me was, and is, in amazing shape. But I also recognised how those hang-ups felt. Always looking for the flaws, defaulting to criticising your body. It's something I've done for as long as I can remember too, even though I knew I should have known better. Welcome to Love Letters, my friend. The podcast where friends write and share letters of love and thanks with each other. Hosted by me, Lisa Smazarski, And her friend, Alex Walker. Today we're joined by author, influencer, podcast, and mother of three, Clemmie Telford, who has built a large following and community thanks to her passion for honesty. She's chosen to write her love letter to her friend of three years, fitness trainer, Kelly Fish. Clemmie and Kelly found each other through their love of fitness, but after discovering they had a shared history of body image issues, soon found a new bond that saw them support one another through the challenges of lockdown. They found a unique way to be one another's cheerleader, best friend, confidant, whilst also holding each other to account and refusing to let one another fall prey to diet culture. Clemmie and Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thanks, yeah. Ready for action today, reading your letter, Clemmie? I recorded my audio book not that long ago and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> so I'm not feeling that confident, no. <laughs> 
Was it easy for you to decide, Clemmy, who to write to today? Well, actually, given that I spend far too many hours of every single day with Kelly, she was a very obvious candidate, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's such a thing as too many hours. <laughs> That's how it should I be. I think my husband would argue. I see her a couple of times a day and then in the evening she's like, who are you texting? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I love that. That's a sign of a great friendship. Yeah. Would you normally talk about your feelings together or is this a bit of a new experience? I think we talk about quite big stuff together, but maybe not in such a direct way. <laughs> Glaring at each other through the screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Kelly, um, Clemmy mentioned this might not be your ultimate comfort zone recording this today. I think that's very fair to say. Yes. Yeah. Feeling a wee bit awkward. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fine. We'll be, we'll be fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep saying fine. Cue hysterical laughter. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's find out how fine you are, Kelly. Clemmy, would you like to <clears throat> read your letter to Kelly? Yes. Yes, I would. Okay. Dear Kelly, this is strange, isn't it? We both like a plan, but this one has been sprung on you. So I'm very grateful to you for stepping out of your comfort zone and doing this with me which ties me neatly into one of the many reasons I value you and our friendship. You are not shy of taking on a challenge or pushing yourself. Always up for giving it a go, apart from if it involves insects, apparently. And I love that about you. I also love that you will do tough stuff, worry about it a lot, but still do it anyway. Proof that you can be brave, but still overthink things. More on that later. Someone asked us recently when we became friends. I remember meeting you back when you used to look after Greta at the Strong as a Mother CrossFit class at the gym we train at, the Yard, Peckham. So that would have been three years ago now. Probably we're both at an age where you think, nah, I've made all my friends. Who needs a new one? But that couldn't have been more wrong because I definitely needed you in my life. The big shift in our friendship was lockdown. From gym friend to basically being in each other's pockets, friends. One of the moments that sealed the deal was training together on Christmas Eve morning at 8am in a car park in Peckham. Cold, dark, an all-round bleak time for everyone. Looking back, I don't know how we did it. But also, it's when all the barriers came down. We'd fling a kettlebell around and get stuck into some deep chats. Particularly how lockdown reminded us of those early newborn years where though we hadn't been friends, we had had a remarkably kindred experiences. The loss of identity, pressure on relationships, career changes and a tough time navigating our post-baby bodies. The body stuff for me is a real common ground. Many years lost to diet culture, thinking the key to happiness lay in a smaller body. Something I first realised when one or other of us took a post-workout picture of us. You looked at it and immediately started picking yourself apart, while the person I was seeing in front of me was, and is, in amazing shape. But I also recognised how those hang-ups felt. Always looking for the flaws, defaulting to criticising your body. It's something I've done for as long as I can remember too, even though I knew I should have known better. Thankfully, a few things have helped change that. Motherhood and CrossFit. And actually, for me, the shift came around the time I met you. And it was amazing to have someone who gets it. We both know that as mums, we want to model a good relationship with our bodies and avoid passing on these habits to our kids. There's one thing saying it, and there is another thing doing it. These habits aren't the easiest to shift. But we have that weird thing where so often we say something to one another, only to be met with, yeah, I've been thinking that too. 
Being tempted back into dieting habits during lockdown was one of them. I like to think that we've held one another accountable. When either of us start saying negative things about our bodies, it's a sign that something else is up, that we are overwhelmed or tired. Whether it's a walk and a talk, or a gentle reminder that punishing ourselves with exercise isn't the answer either, we're able to wiggle each other back on track. But the biggest change of all is CrossFit. I did well to get this far without properly mentioning it. It's fair to say we both love it. Walking into the gym and seeing people of all shapes and sizes was a light bulb moment. I remember thinking, I want to be like them. Forget beach body fit, I want to lift weights like they lift. At that point, I was six months postpartum, so it felt a long way off, but I'm getting closer to it now, though I doubt I will ever catch your 100kg back squat anytime soon, and by then, you'll be on something even heavier. Growing up, I was never part of a sports team. I was too busy doing arty stuff. But now I understand how joyful it is to get together and sweat with friends. Training with you and the rest of our girl crew makes me endlessly happy. It's amazing to feel safe enough to really go for it, to push hard, to properly send it, without anyone thinking you're too competitive or taking it too seriously, and everyone genuinely hyping one another to do the best they can. And remember that hot cardio session we did on the assault bikes where we all ended up stripping down to our sports bras. Or you at Turf Games. I would never have had the confidence to do that before. But in this space, it's about what your body can do, not what it looks like. A proper judgment-free zone. More than that, I love that as friends, we know that we can be what might seem like a bunch of contradictions. Strong and capable and driven, but also sensitive and emotional, even a little bit neurotic. And now you're a coach. I'm so proud of you and you're so good at it. I adore watching you lead by example and helping others discover the transformational impact of exercise. You are really gifted at reading the room and spotting someone who might need that extra bit of encouragement. You instinctively knew when my confidence had taken a bit of a battering, mainly because I burst into tears at the end of a powerlifting class. And you have nudged me to scale stuff when I needed to, but also to begin to push again. Without you, I would have continued in that negative spiral. Grateful gets banded around a lot, but I struggle to know what this chapter would have been like without walking, talking and sweating with you over the last year. It's been a lifeline. And the next stop, 40, and being very casual about it, not. Here's to being fit and strong and even a bit blooming proud of ourselves for how far we've come. Thank you for being my friend, Clemmy. Kelly, how was that for you? Is there any particular line that really stood out or made you feel really seen? Oh, gosh, I don't know where to start, to be honest. <laughs> it's quite overwhelming to hear all of that. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Thank you, Glebby, first of all, for, uh, for writing me such a nice letter. I feel like the last 12 plus months have just been a bit of a blur. And when you're saying things about Christmas Eve workouts, you know, Actually, I'd forgotten all about that. It's mad, um, isn't it? <laughs> I think, what on earth were we doing? But yeah, you're right. We've seen each other through some some difficult times, some strange times. In one sense, what the world has been going through, but also where we are in our journey in life is not dissimilar. And I think we connect in mm. quite a lot of ways because of that. You know, our pre-baby lives were quite similar 
and now our post baby lives are weirdly similar. Yeah. You obviously talk about body hang ups and body issues. And I think that's something probably most people I know can relate to. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know if you agree, but body hang-ups tend to be something that's really internal. You know, it's something that we feel and it's this ticker tape of all the things that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. To have somebody that can sense when that's happening to you and kind of pull it out of you, I just think that must be such a lovely thing. How important for both of you has that been in your journey to body positivity or body acceptance or whatever it is that we say now. So yeah, definitely not body positivity. I think that just gives everyone another pressure to aim for. And I think it's really important to caveat here. When you write it down like this, I worry that it sounds like what myself and Kelly suffer with is something quite extreme. But I think the sad truth is this is disordered eating and it's or disordered relationship with your body and food. And it's utterly normal. I knew that magazines were airbrushed. I knew full well. I knew that diet is work but I did them I did them every time I, and I stood on treadmills just hoping that I would get into the dress size smaller is it that Kelly and I magically pull ourselves out of it or it's just that we're on the same journey I think we both know better than that but it doesn't mean that especially when you're living through a pandemic that you don't default back to it because it's one of the few things you believe you can control in a time when we haven't got control but it's nice to be able to be honest about it for sure has that been the same for you Kelly as well I mean it's honestly only just very recently that I've been able to wear shorts in the gym, which is mad. You know, I'm talking like last two or three we, weeks, we, yeah. you know, I'll be honest, I'm not comfortable wearing the shorts, but I'm pushing myself to wear the shorts because it's important that people like me and Clemmy, we walk the walk as well as talking mm -hmm. the talk, you know? So yeah, get out there and show everybody that it's fine to wear the shorts. <laughs> look at what my body can do. Yeah. This girl hit a hundred kilo back squat. Number one, you look amazing in the shorts, but no one's looking at the blooming shorts. They're looking at how much <laughs> weight you've got on your back, girl. Those legs can shift an unbelievable amount of weight. That is insane. I was watching the weightlifting category in the Olympics. I'm sure that's more than that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were <laughs> Growing up, me and my friends, especially in our teenage years and probably 20s as well, I'd say 50% of our conversations were around what we were going to eat, what diet we were going to be on, what we felt like mm. about our bodies. I think I took an active decision not to do that. So it wasn't that mm. it didn't pass through my mind and it wasn't that it wasn't on my radar. I just chose to almost my identity was going to be the person that mm. didn't do that because it was, I don't know, typically contrary. <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah, it's like, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting mm. because I think it does become like a bonding mm -hmm. part of your young friendships, mm. doesn't it? And I think maybe that behaviour bonded you in your 20s with people, but actually now as we're in our late 30s, it's doing yeah. the opposite. It's being nice to our bodies and kind and looking at the things that they can do rather than the size that they are is what's bonding you two. Yeah. In fact, we have a little training crew, big up 6am crew, and actually we've gone so full circle. We talk about food a lot, but we talk about the amount we're eating because we train a lot so we're hungry we're like high-fiving each other for getting massive arms and massive legs because that means you're ripped and it does feel amazing because that is so unusual for girls to be in that place where you're just like 
I am loving what I'm seeing in my body and it isn't the typical version that we've been told to aspire to. Yeah, it's very true. We're all now in this place where we're willing our legs to be bigger and our arms to be bigger because that means that we're going to be able to do more in the gym. And it's only when you sort of step outside what is very much our comfort zone that you kind of realise that that's, you know, that's not. Yeah, that's not that typical. It is. It's huge. If that's the journey that you've both been on to Mm. get to a point where, like you said, Clemmie, it's about what your Mm. body can do. I thought that was a really interesting line and uniting over that. With friends, we often tell each other, you look great. It's something we do. We big up our friends. We want them to feel what we feel about themselves. But so often when you're on the receiving end, you're like, they're just being nice, aren't they? They're just being nice. What was different about your friendship where you went, I cut through that and see that what you're saying to me actually is true. I think because we train together, I get to witness Kelly and the rest of our crew push themselves to do really hard things to go beyond their comfort zone. And when I'm hyping them, I'm hyping them for that. And it feels like such a different way to compliment people because we each know what each individual's capacity is and you just want them to excel in that space. And I think that's really unusual. We're so used to being stuck in comparison. And if she's doing well, that means Mm -hmm. I'm doing less well. If I compliment her, that's a comment on me and we're totally out of that cycle and that feels amazing I wonder if that's quite a nice part of making friends later in life as well you know when you make friends in your teens or 20s there is a lot of comparison you know you're all benchmarking you're all trying to go on the same journey but now we're a bit more comfortable and we're actually looking for friends who aren't exactly the same as us that's so true isn't it this is yeah as I said we're both on the brink of our 40s me too are you are you Mm. I'm well in don't worry about it yes girls (laughs) (laughs) And, and you know what on the one hand I feel so ready for it I don't feel like 30 year old me when I met Kelly I didn't need any more friends when I met all of this crew I didn't need any more friends so they're only a bonus whereas so often you become Mm. friends because you need them and then you're either competing for jobs or you're competing for partners at that time and now we've got our lives in place and we just get to be friends who do a thing that we love together which is quite cool tell me about that line you compared motherhood and lockdown and the pandemic what was it about that that was similar to you feeling trapped Mm. everything had been taken away again your friendships your outings your putting on clothes your working out everything that made you you was suddenly gone and then you're just a person I remember in the newborn days of not really being able to look ahead and I mean we're still a bit in that we're coming out of it but you can't Mm. imagine what a month six months a year looks like and it's really disconcerting Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How did your friendship help you through that period? Because the gym for us is such a big part of our daily routine and community and social side as well. I think locking into our workouts together just helped us sort of remain that some sort of Mm. sense of normality for us. Yeah, and actually the rules quite quickly opened up so you could work out with people. It was one of those weird loopholes, wasn't it? We're allowed to work out just one. So that's why you and I were together, because at that point we weren't allowed to be a group, were we? (laughs) So, yeah, hence the uh, Christmas Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas Eve workout. That is real dedication. I am impressed. There was nothing else, if you remember. There was nothing else going on. So, actually, that one thing that we could do, we did. And, yeah, we had extended coffee and extended chat. And also to keep ourselves accountable of moving. I think that the last 18 months has really divided people. Lots of people have found fitness, but loads and loads of friends have become really sedentary, more so than they were. And I know for me if I take exercise out of my daily life my mental health absolutely tanked like everyone I needed to cling on to anything to keep saying through that and yeah. each other is accountable so one day when I might not fancy it Kelly would be like oh come on I've written a workout and vice versa and then one way and another you muddle through and you never regret it once you get going. You wrote that in your letter as well actually to hold each other accountable is that something that your friendship uniquely does then do you do that in more ways than just your exercise or is that the bit of accountability that you're referencing? I'm laughing because I, I went to work out with Kelly on Saturday and I got to the gym and she was having a life wobble full moon she's like we're not doing it we're leaving now (laughs) (laughs) I mean not that accountable we're not doing it okay sure sure. I've got my kit on but we're not doing it that's fine yeah generally what do you say Cal well I think actually in that moment you being very tuned into me as a friend knew that that was the right decision for me at that moment and therefore you're like okay we're going off we go so you know, being held accountable isn't always forcing each other to punish themselves with a workout, you know? That's so true. Yeah. Remember that. Anything, anything. But it's so true. And that's why Kelly makes a brilliant coach as well, because she's able to read a room and see who needs to push and who needs to just chill especially as a woman on a cycle some days you will feel amazing and you should go for it and sometimes you're just knackered especially as a mother when you're nearly 40 sometimes I'm now learning you just have to chill listening to you talk about the gym though I am sort of jealous that you've clearly got a hobby that you really find fun. <laughs> that is not that common. I, I'm desperate for a hobby. I don't have one. She's literally signing up with you now. You ha- are you Whether or not this is my hobby, I'm not yeah. saying it. You know, this is definitely <laughs> the one for me. But I think it's a really nice thing to do. For me, if I'm thinking about having fun with somebody, well, you normally go out for dinner and have a drink, which I'm way too tired to do at the minute. So there's very little fun in my life. And I think how bonding it seems to be for you two to have this hobby together, which, you know, not to 
generalized, but it's something that's possibly more common in male friendships. You know, they have their football, their whatever it is that they do. We've talked about that a lot, actually. It seems to be that guys understood this. They kicked a football about and then hung out. And I always thought, oh, that's a bit tragic because it means they're avoiding having a conversation. But actually, I get it. It's really fun to do a shared endeavor together. And then in our case, then have a really proper chat afterwards. But yeah, they were onto something with that because when your endorphins are going, you feel great, you've moved your body, you then also avoid that tendency to fall into gossip and you're kind of there for Mm. you rather than anything else. I think that point there that you are less inclined to gossip is really interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You do a lot of preamble in the same way as you would for a night out. If we're doing a big thing together, pre-hype, do it. And then we talk about doing it and basically Um, (laughs) (laughs) self-congratulate. For the rest of the evening. Yeah, maybe the week if you're lucky. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's different and it's really healthy. It's it's really healthy. It's all really positive. As I said earlier, Clemmie and I have got a lot of similarities with our lives, children, careers before children. But this thing that we have is for us. It's ours, you know, and we know how important that is and how much it gives us. So we really cling on to it, I think, you know, and we really prioritise it. As a mum, it's really easy to feel guilty for finding time for yourself. But there is statistics by Sports England that children whose mothers exercise regularly are more likely to stay as fit and healthy in themselves, especially girls. You know, there's a big drop off as teenagers Mm. when they stop exercising. Mothers can have the biggest impact on keeping their kids moving. So that's a really easy way to justify slipping off for a workout and a coffee and a cake with your mate because I'm I'm role modelling here. I'm role modelling. (laughs) In lockdown, when obviously I was exercising at home, so I've got a four-year-old, she's probably three then, and she said to me, "Um, when I'm a mummy, I get to exercise like you. So I was like, (laughs) it's totally true. Yeah, she's setting a positive reinforcement I was like yeah not until then sit down (laughs) (laughs) watch some more TV yeah we know it so we've just got a couple of final questions for you Mm. I'm interested to know if you were summing up your friendship and what was special about it to one another what would it be Clemmy that's a hard one um I think we've got a very zero judgment friendship. Again, because we've seen each other, we sweat dripping down our faces, bursting into tears in workouts, but also through the pandemic. And maybe because of our similarity in age, you're not trying to impress someone anymore. We very much show up as we are in that moment and take it as it is. Yeah, I never feel judged by Kelly, which is amazing. Kelly, how about you? I think similar, really, to what Clemmie has said, that we bring out the best in each other. I think it's all really positive interactions, all of it. You know, not that we're always happy. We're really not always happy. No. <laughs> but as Clemmie has said, we give each other the space to kind of be whatever we need to be on that given day or week. And yeah, there is no judgment. I think sometimes friendships can be quite complicated and you sort of Mm. feel like you have to present a certain version Mm. of yourself to a friend or a friendship group. And if you haven't got that on any given time, then it can feel quite hard to see certain friends. But actually, that's not the case with us. Have you always had such healthy friendships? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, female friendship is so complicated, isn't it? It's so Mm -hmm. complicated. We've been talking about this in relation to Kelly's got a 10-year-old daughter and just saying, oh, I wouldn't be a girl going into my teens for all the money in the world. Because what is obvious ways to navigate female friendship at 40, I just hadn't a clue. And 
yeah, it's complicated. But maybe this is hopefully what the next chapter looks like. Mm-hmm. Which takes me on to, that's what I was going to ask. You've only been friends for a short while. Well, three mm-hmm. years is still in the infancy of a friendship. What do you think the future of your friendship looks like? I mean, I assume 100kg for you. Yeah, we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be buff at forty, but that window is really closing in on us, Cal. You'll be at their next Olympics. <laughs> yeah, we want to try and get more people finding the thing that we found in any way we can. Yeah, bring in the people. I think we were really keen to get others experiencing and feeling the way that we feel about what we do. Yeah, and gaining a hobby, you know. Yeah. It's very, very attractive, isn't it? it as is. a prospect, I have to say, because I know you're saying it, you're not always happy, you're not always up, but actually the no judgment safe space that you're creating for each other is really interesting. And you can see that roots from that connection, doing an exercise and championing each other, mm-hmm. I guess. And then that's carried through into the rest of your lives which yeah. is a pretty amazing thing yeah I think so it'd be nice to be friends outside of a pandemic soon and I feel like you'd give it a bit more flair <laughs> but, then, but then maybe we won't do anything more than we already do <laughs> You might go on holiday. You might yeah. do something like that. That yeah. would be exciting. Final question for you, Kelly, actually. Would you be tempted to write a letter back to Clemmy? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I mean, I could try. <laughs> Have I pushed your boundaries too far? <laughs> I mean, I feel like she deserves one after uh, that. Maybe I just will do that. Yeah, maybe uh, we will. <laughs> well, look, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I think we're both about to Google our nearest CrossFit here. <laughs> Find out what we're doing. <laughs> thank you so, so much for joining thank us you. and for writing such lovely letters today. My thank pleasure. You, My pleasure. There are quite a few things that really uh, stood out to me in Clemmy's letter, actually. One is, I really need to get a hobby. (laughs) CrossFit may not be the one for me, but I'm tempted. Maybe Mm. golf is more my thing, I'm not sure. Pleasure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Maybe Mm. it's actually cross-stitch. It's more (laughs) cross Yeah. No, golf, you get to go around in a caddy. That's true. Drive around. It's called a buggy. Um, Buggy. (laughs) The caddy's the person who helps you. Yeah. One was the hobby. Two... The bit where she talked about gossip, actually, because I don't know about you, but oftentimes whenever I've been out and I've found myself chatting and it's veered into gossipy territory, I always feel a bit rubbish about myself. Yes, it's not great. I certainly don't do it as much now as I probably did it in my 20s because less is going on. Well, it can be incredibly bonding. Work relationships are so often born out of office gossip. And I don't mean, oh, she's sleeping with her, but it's sort of this happened and that happened. You Mm -hmm. regale your analysis of someone else on your team. It's a big basis of a lot of friendships but it's completely crap isn't it yeah it is and sometimes maybe you haven't seen somebody for a while so you don't have that much to say and then as soon as you get onto something gossipy you jump on it Mm. because you know that's going to keep going and actually having this shared experience that's really positive takes gossip out of it that's quite nice yeah I took that and also the positivity the championing of one another we've talked about this before in previous episodes but wanting the best for your friend Mm. and wanting them to live their best life and get the most out of it and it's like an extension of that isn't it it's just an ultimate I've got your back positivity which when it flows out of that gym environment and into the day-to-day is just incredibly reassuring and positive and knowing you feel safe with that Mm. person Part of the really positive friendship must be when you make friends older and you you seek out people who are going to make you feel good because Mm. you don't need Mm. friends in the same way. But also, 
we grew up in a time when it was really common to just take the piss out of each other all the time. Yeah, the bants. Yeah, there was a lot of bants in my friendships growing up. That was a lot of abusive photos of each other. <laughs> I've um, seen some. Yeah, brilliant. you know, we took it quite far at, <laughs> at times. And actually, younger generations are really positive. You know, mm. I've got a young sister who's nine years younger, and I see her friendships, and they're very positive yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I think it's nice. I know. I don't know whether we're just more of a cynical generition. It was hard to admit your feelings. Yeah. It's about vulnerability. All of that is about vulnerability. About Because actually it's really hard in friendships sometimes to say, I really like you. It's a really interesting new wave of looking at yeah, friendships. And, is. you know, it goes against some of our Britishness, I suppose, of not exposing how we feel it's more american as a trait traditionally isn't it it is i'm gonna start really lavishing praise on you possibly (laughs) in an american accent every time i see you that's because you could only do it by actually taking the piss that's the reality we got this is work we have to do (laughs) building each other up championing what an amazing thing love that it is i'm your champion i'm your cheerleader i'm here for you alex Thanks again to Clemmie Telford for writing and sharing her brilliant friendship love letter to Kelly. Her book, But Why? How to Answer Tricky Questions from Kids and Have an Honest Conversation is out now. If you've been inspired to write a love letter to your friend, and we hope you do because we are on a mission to reclaim love letters for the most important people in our lives, we want to read and hear yours. So hop over to our love letter to my friend account on Instagram, DM us your letters and voice notes, and we'll put our favourites in future episodes. We would like to ask you a friendly favour too. If you rate and review this podcast, it will really help us to reach more people. And don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more friends share their love letters. Thank you so much for listening, friends. This series is the brainchild of hosts and friends, Lisa Smasarski and Alex Walker, and is an II Studios production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.